Welcome to the Classic Car Corner Podcast. This is Jason Painter. Along with me today is John Lockhart and Eric Benzel. And our special guest today is Jason Schmidt, who owns Derby City uh, Dream Cars. And uh, Jason, thanks for joining us here today. Um, we're excited to tell our, our listeners what kind of cars you have in your fleet and uh, some of the stories that are behind them. So um, yeah, by all means, please uh, please elaborate on what, what you have. Well, uh, currently, I guess we can go down the fleet top to bottom. Our, our flagship offering would be the Ferrari 458, and that's a mid-engine hardtop convertible, naturally aspirated 4.5-liter V8, uh, pretty high rev, about 8,300 RPM rev, producing about 562 bhp to the wheels. Uh, great car, balanced car, steering is on point, 7-speed double-clutch auto, just rips. Um, the power to weight in that car is really impressive. The exhaust note on the car when the baffles open up, they're vacuum actuated. They're fantastic as well. And the vehicle, you can just tell, uh, Ferrari's been building awesome cars for a long time. And they didn't skip a beat with this car. I think it's undervalued on the market uh, and what you get for what you have to spend to, to, to grab one. And a spider like that currently in the used market would be worth about 185000 Nice. So uh, that's, a, that's a great car. It's graphite on black with black rims, uh, yellow rotors. It's a re- really sharp vehicle. And uh, second car down tier would be uh, the Rolls-Royce Phantom. Two-tone car, black sides, silver top. And, you know, that car is just short of half a million dollars new. And what's interesting with that car is the build quality from top to bottom. Like, there's no plastic switchery. There's no... Uh, vinyl in these cars every single inch of it is metal wood and leather and so as you touch it you know you can feel uh, the heft and the sturdiness of all the components and the accessories and I I think it's a very finely built vehicle v12 naturally aspirated pretty torquey car about 600 foot pounds of torque in the 450 foot uh, horsepower range Mm. it moves pretty nicely with six-speed trans um, transmissions out of a BMW 760 and the car is really spacious, but it's also about 7,700 pounds, I believe. Uh, it's going to need that power because it's going to be a heavy, it's a heavy car. It, 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 but that's why it rides so good. You know, mm-hmm. I, and you can design suspension any which way, but when you put a pretty thin tire, 21-inch rim, it puts a pretty thin tire on that car. But to have it ride like it does just means it has mm-hmm. to be so heavy to soak up all the all the noise and in, in, in the background. So it does it quite nicely. And, and that car rents wonderfully for wedding special events. It's offered with a driver. You can rent it in short increments as little as four hours or as long as 10 hours uh, with a driver. And that's the only way we administer that car. We don't allow that car to be driven. Most insurance policies uh, and most insurance companies don't insure Rolls-Royce uh, on the road. So mm-hmm. we just kind of quit trying to decipher who did and who didn't and just offered people a way to get around with our service uh, being the driver, which is better. The car is best in the back anyway, so you might as well be there <laughs> having fun. Uh, is it because the parts are so expensive on the Rolls Royce? Because you hear the grill or the surround of the grill costing eleven thousand dollars. If you're to smash one of these up, insurance have to pay a ton to fix yeah. it, or they have to pay you a ton to buy you out of it. And I think they just realized well, there's not that many people that drive these anyway. So why would we even go down the road of trying to gotcha. figure out how to insure that? Might as well just say no. So yeah, you know, it makes sense on on some level. But it's a great car, classic car, and uh, it's our number one performer is the Rolls Royce Phantom. Over right. there. If we've had that car the longest continually in the fleet, and it does the best uh, month over month without question. Now, 
Does it have the little quirk on a on a Rolls Royce? Does it have the little uh, the umbrella in the door? Oh yeah, for sure. Umbrella in the door, uh, the retractable hood ornament, the whole thing. And just because it's it's a Rolls Royce umbrella, I'm sure the Rolls Royce umbrella isn't you know uh, thirty five dollar totes out of Target. Nineteen hundred eighty bucks to replace one. Nineteen hundred eighty dollars. <laughs> Yeah, don't open it. There it's you go. Guaranteed Leave it in the door. Well, you know, I have to be careful every time that car comes in off rental. Like I have to make sure that no one got sneaky and, st- and snagged one. Sure, right. right. You know, because it could be a case where it's raining. Like, oh, screw it. I'll just take this umbrella with me. Well, that's fine. We have your credit card on file, but you probably don't want to buy that umbrella either. So, right. Uh, you know, and so I always have to check and make sure the accoutrements don't walk away because I've got a, a one of one edition Rolls Royce uh, champagne flute collection in that car that mm. we we stock and we leave in there, but. It's literally probably, I don't even know where you replace it. I've called Rolls Royce. They don't know where they even had them, and they came with the car. Huh. Um, so, so anyway, you- I always have to check and make sure that stuff isn't missing and walking away. But that car is fantastic, and I hope that people uh, uh, keep her in it because I want to keep it around for a long time. I think it makes sense why you have a driver with you. So you have a, a monitor. Oh, it's the best way for both of us. With they it. don't got to worry about it, neither do I at that point, right? Brilliant. Everything's insured. We, if something does happen, we know we're covered, and, mm-hmm. but it, it won't happen. If somebody's operating on our behalf, it's going to be somebody else's fault if it does. So so we feel pretty confident about that. Um, coming down the next tier, I guess our next expensive offer would be the Continental GT Speed 2013 model car. I actually bought that car three weeks ago in Boca Raton. Uh, from a dealer in Tampa. They drove it over, and I tutored it around South Florida for seven days and then drove it straight home. Got home from Miami in an undisclosed amount of time, but I can tell you it was <laughs> fa- faster than average. Hypothetically speaking, that you did not do this, but if it was on a track going the same amount of distance, what do you think it could do it in? Oh, I On was, a track. I would say just gauging off personal experience, roughly 11 and a half hours, 12 hours. Wow. You know, people getting in your way is the, is the biggest hurdle there. <laughs> on a track. Uh, <laughs> We're all talking about track time yeah, here. Yeah, track. But uh, that's a fantastic car. You know, Billy been, has built a wonderful vehicle in the Continental GT. The speed model is delivered with 616 horsepower and 760 foot-pounds of torque. Yeah. And uh, it's a two-door car. Uh, it weighs about uh, in the high fours, lo- low 5,000-pound range. And uh, the torque numbers on that car just give it all the muscle it needs. Eight-speed transmission, all-wheel drive. And mm. it's it's just a road monster. It's so wide, it just feels like it crawls and eats up the road. And you push it as hard as you want to, and it just responds. I mean, it's got so much more. Usually, I'm through the entire pedal in a car. I felt from top to bottom, start to floor. And I've never found the bottom of that Continental GT. It's got more pedal than I was able wow, to get, which wow. is compliments to it. Gosh yeah, darn, I've been looking for awesome. that moment. Absolutely. I've been trying to find that car. <laughs> and And for some of our listeners, that's a Bentley. That's a Bentley. Not a Lincoln. Yeah. yeah, Continental, right. Not a Lincoln. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so then actually in a, in a similar format, we also have a Flying Spur, which is the same car pretty much in a four-door. Our, con- our Flying Spur is executive package car, and that's really hard to find. You know, It's got a remote control that detaches from the center console, and you can control the whole car from it. It's got you know uh, the divided rear seats, Molnar stitching, two-piece rim, rear entertainment, tray tables, everything you need. Um Graphite gray with two-tone brown uh, interior. That car is just absolutely stunning. We offer that car for seven ninety-nine a day, and I think it's worth every bit of that. That's a great car for the money. So our next tier down uh, would probably be the Lotus Evora 400. The, 
fantastic running vehicle. That car's got a supercharged three and a half liter V6 from Toyota's mid engine. Uh, produces right at 400 horsepower, hence the name. And it's got a seven speed paddle. I'm sorry, it's a six speed. A six speed paddle shift in it. Uh, good sound system. Nicely built car. I, I think a lot of that car. You know, we had the Alfa Romeo 4C that replaced it with the Lotus, and I think it was a good move up. That Lotus uh, it grips right, the steering rack's better. Alfa Romeo didn't even have power steering, which mm. makes the car feel antiquated uh, these days. A cool driving experience, maybe not what you're looking for in a, in a hypercar. Uh, so, you know, that Lotus runs fantastic. The uh, power to weight ratio is really nice. We offer that car for six ninety nine a day. Now, do those things still have the CABC badges on them? The uh, Colin Anthony Bruce Chapman, the founder of Lotus. Some of some of the older Lotuses had the green badge with the CABC. Yeah, Lotus. The, yeah, this is still the green. badge. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it's only on the hood though. They don't they don't put an emblem on the trunk. But uh, you know, I've, I've I've grown fond of that car. We haven't had it very long, but it, uh, we're actually wrapping that car in Miami blue, black. So it'll have a blue body, black hood. Should nice. Look, should look super nice when yeah. it's done. And uh, see, going down from there, we got uh, what the Maserati Gran Turismo S. Bought that car about four months ago off an auction online. It, it came in, and I was pleased. It came out of Texas. It's black on black with the Trident rims. That's a 21 inch with the Trident spokes mm-hmm. around. It's really cool. That's got the 47 Ferrari V8 in it. Uh, really well built car. It's a six speed paddle shift with single stage uh, auto clutch. And. Uh, the only push button shift car I've seen that was a really rare option, but it's actually just like the the Ferrari, the Aston, the Lambo. It's just push push button shift, which is uh, I think it makes the car look better without the big shifter in the center mm-hmm. if you're a sports car. Car runs great, sounds great. It's got completely bored out catless exhaust. You start that thing up, you scare everybody, <laughs> uh, and it just really growls wonderfully. It, it's like a hybrid version of a of a Mustang Cobra that was built by an Italian. It's, you know, right. it, it really gives that type of a feel. And at 450 a day, I mean that car rents a ton because it looks extremely yeah. sexy. Mm-hmm. It sounds uh, like a freight train coming down the road. I mean, you just you can hear it way before it gets to you. Can you can you change the exhaust note in that car? You cannot. Okay, it, it, it comes the way it comes, and uh, yeah, you just have to bring earplugs or something if you want to quiet it down. <laughs> gotcha. Yeah, uh, but it, it really is a, a super car uh, for for the money, and and all black, you know, triple black looks like the Batmobile. You know, so it's, nice. it, it has a great street presence to it. Um, I think Aston Martin Vantage would be the next one. And that car, I actually bought in Atlanta last July. And it was just steaming hot. And I rented a car. And I took Madison and my fiance down with me. We took our little miniature pincher down. And we'd go straight to the auction and buy this car. And other than being a little dirty, it was pretty right. You know, just sitting there in the middle of all these things. I pull it out and got the stickers all over it. It's like, all right, you go to the hotel and I'm going to go to advanced auto parts or auto whatever I could find and I get all this stuff and I'm scraping the things off uh, the window and the valet line at the hotel in Atlanta just you know uh, <laughs> just right away I'm like screw it I gotta get this done this thing looks like trash so I get it all cleaned up shined up and we go to dinner in it we hang out in Atlanta in it for like two or three days and then on the, the, the I think it was Sunday I was like all right we're checking out and I got her in the passenger seat and got the little dog on the console and a blanket and we got it trunk loaded up with stuff and we just blitz home in this car and it was like 95 degrees we were going so fast we felt fine <laughs> <laughs> and uh we just motored home in that aston martin and that's got the factory stage three exhaust on it which uh, was a rare option wow and what's interesting about that car too is you can actually pull a fuse and disengage the baffler and just make the exhaust loud all the time which 
when I found that out, I did. Gotcha. <laughs> and yeah. so uh, it's it's a, a really nice sounding car. That car has really grown on me because it's not overly techy. You look at it compared to other cars. There's no big screen, and I mean there's a screen, but it's not like it's not trying to wow you with features. Mm-hmm. It has four way adjustment seat. And it's the radio in it is the best radio in any exotic car without question. Is that right? Ferrari has a crap radio. Lambo's not much better. Rolls Royce is okay. Bentley, if you get the name system, has a great radio in it. But this car, man, they bought the radio system from Volvo, and it just thumps. I mean, you top down wind noise, and I'm just blasting that away, having, so cool. a, having a ball. So I love the stereo in that thing. Two tone seats, gray red with the red stitching, nice. red stitching all along the dash and everything. That car tracks great. I mean, you put that thing on a back road and it just soaks it up. Uh, it runs in the high threes, low four on the revs, and just it sounds and does everything that you want a car to without it being too in your face. And I've been really surprised by how this thing gets responded to by the public, how it feels behind the wheel. Pound for pound, that Aston Martin has mm-hmm. been a great buy. Well, so I don't know if you knew this, but uh, the president of Aston Martin mm-hmm. was a is Laura Schwab, and she was a graduate of Sacred Heart uh, here locally uh, in Louisville. And I think she was a year ahead of um, Mary. So yeah, yeah it, was, it was pretty yeah. interesting. I'm, I uh, I met her briefly. Aston Martin did. Oh, an, you did? Oh, yeah, Aston okay. Martin did an event for Breeders' Cup a couple of years ago, and it was a it was an after party. It was late at night. We go into this private garage. Uh, in the Highlands that this guy had redone just for this party. And it was all epoxy floors and chandeliers. They had the whole fleet, you know, the new uh, DBS, new Superleggera, the DB11, uh, the new Vantage S. They were all sitting there in the room, and it was this cocktail party. It was like 1 o'clock in the morning, and the DJ's going. I'm like, what the heck? This is cool as heck. Uh, but it was, it was <laughs> yeah. Neat. So I, I met her that night and, and saw that new lineup of Astons actually for the first time that, at, this, at the same event. But the, she's a, a real progressive thinker for the community, a real great asset to Aston Martin, and mm-hmm. it's, uh, we're proud to call her a Louisvillian. Oh, absolutely, yeah. yeah. That's neat. How about that? Yeah. So, uh, gosh, let's see what else we got in the fleet. We, I know we got the Corvette Grand Sport. That's a 2017 Target Top 500-horsepower car with eight-speed trains. That's a, a really fun car. I got familiar with that one when we went up to Cincinnati and bought an R8 last year, and we're coming home from Cincy and we're just racing each other, right? My buddy's in the R8, I'm in the vet, and I'm just whooping the crap out of him in this Corvette, man. And uh, we get all the way down back into Louisville and we finally hit back up traffic in the Grange. And Sheriff whips, I mean, we're going like 20 miles an hour, we got nowhere to go, bumper to bumper traffic. Sheriff whips out, pulls my buddy in the R8 over because it's a more noticeable car, right? Corvette's mm-hmm. pretty, pretty normal. So I call him, I'm like, dude, what the heck? Let me know what's going on. So <laughs> c- cop pulled uh, the R8 over and was like, you know, we've been getting radio calls about you from Northern Kentucky. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Dude, we, were, we were absolutely ripping the road up. But, uh, <clears throat> man, that's the first time I spent uh, a lot of miles at speed behind the wheel of a vet. And that car is, I mean, Bowling Green's doing something right. You know, I mean, I've driven a C8 too, and a C8's mm-hmm. impressive, but I've not driven a C8 fast. Mm-hmm. I've only driven a C8 in normal, normal circumstances. But I'm anxious to, based on what that grand sport that we have feels like. Uh, it, it just, it does all the right things, got all the right tech in it, super comfortable. And uh, that car rents for three ninety nine a day. And we've got the Mustang GT 350R, uh, which is a 572 horsepower, six speed, uh, yeah, six speed manual. Great vehicle. Sounds awesome. If you're a Mustang dude, I mean, this is a car to have, mm-hmm. a car to rent. I mean, it's just, it's absurdly fast, super torquey, handles great. 
you know, Mustangs are kind of long wheelbase, uh, crude steering rack kind of cars, unknown for their performance handling as much as their performance uh, speed. But the, the car drives great. I really do think that the 350 is a great example of a driver's car. So, you know, for I think we rented it at 399 a day as well, and worth every penny, especially if you're a Mustang person. Yeah. So uh, let's see. I think we've gone down a bulk. Of, well, we got the Maserati Hebley, four door Maserati Hebley. That's that's a pretty common renter, just a good four-door car for people to jump in and take a couple of people around with them. Cause a lot of our cars are two-doors, so we try to have a couple four-door options. Yep. We've also got the Alpina B7. That was a car I personally bought six months ago from a local guy. Factory matte, frozen blue is what they call it. Okay. It's Alpina's signature color. Alpina is a company in Berlin that's been building cars out of a singular factory since 1950-something. Nice. Uh, they started an exclusive uh, relationship with... Um, BMW years ago and started building, yeah, that's specific. Uh, uh, like they would actually take a frame from BMW and they would build the car completely themselves. So the motor's all new, everything's all different. So the Alpina B7 is a seven series body that's they shipped to Berlin, then they put the 4.4 V8 in it, but the turbos are all custom, the intercooler's all custom, everything's a specific Alpina, as, as even the. Um, uh, the suspension and so forth. So super sexy car, man. I mean, that's a that's a BMW that retails for what one one sixty five, one seventy. Okay. So I mean, it's a pretty expensive car, but dude, it drives so good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, the the fastest I've been recently is in that car. Uh, we had a darn close two hundred miles an hour. No kidding. Yep. Wow. And uh, I, I put a fresh set of tires on, and I was like, if there's ever a time, <laughs> <laughs> right? Exactly. Yeah. So mm-hmm. uh, you know, we 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 enjoy that car. It's it's for rent, three fifty a day. I think it's a steal. Um, it gets a lot of looks, man. People don't know what it is. And they're like, what is that? I've never heard of that. And it's mm-hmm. like, well, there's not that many of them out there, right? Uh, and that was a, a factory dining stage two tune car. So I mean, it's it's putting a, about seven hundred horse down to the wheels. An all-wheel drive platform from a sedan standpoint, like that's pretty unheard. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I wow. know we talked about you know you have when when these cars are rented out, you have a little. Uh, let's talk about what's going to happen when you take this car out. Is one of them uh, how to properly pronounce it to pronounce the name of the car? So people go, "Is that an Alpina?" You can say this is how you actually say it, so you can educate people. I do like to subtly correct folks to some terminology when I can, just because I want them to be not subtly embarrassed or put themselves in where they're noticeably uh, a novice in the situation. You know, if you're going to rent something, you want to take on all aspects of the part, right? Sure. You want to show Absolutely. up and own it just as if it was yours. And so proper way to do that's making sure you know how it functions so that when you pull up to the spot, you're hopping out, everything's cool. You know, it doesn't roll away because you forgot to do something. <laughs> right, right. Uh, and also that when you're talking to somebody about it, because they're going to get a lot of questions fielded to them while they're driving, make sure that you know what it is, how to say it, what that car is featured with, mm. just so that it's like, you know, it's, it's yours basically for the day. Yeah, absolutely. So do these cars, uh, out of curiosity, are there, you know, they probably have to take all the premium gas in every single one of these things, or are there any other, like on the um, – the Lamborghini or anything like that. Are there any other quote unquote additives that need to be added to this car for all the higher sa- performance? All or? these cars are going to run off pump gas. Okay. But on any of the cars that we've tuned, uh, or any of the cars that are running turbos or superchargers, if we're driving in person, we want to have some fun. A lot of times we'll run a blend of high octane 93 with an octane booster. Okay. Mixed with E85, which hmm. I don't know if you've ever 
been in a turbo car that's half E85 and half pump gas, but if it's tuned right for it, it puts massive power to the ground. Really? Yeah, wow. we can we can sometimes get another 40 or 50 horsepower out of a car just from the gas combo that we put in it. Really? The first time we tested this out was on a JB4 tuned 135M Sport. And, uh, you know, that car stocks like 303 horse or 330 horse. And it's an inline six with twin turbos on it. And out of the factory, when they first built the car, they had it on the track, and it was passing M3s. <laughs> and they're like, well, we can't nice. sell the cheaper car that runs faster than the M3, so they turned the turbo boost down to, like, nothing. Huh, wow. And so what we, and it's, it's only the... Uh, the 2008-2009 motors that were specifically twin-turbo built, because from then on they made them single uh, turbos with twin cores. We're like, we don't need all that all mm-hmm. that boost. But for two years, you can find those cars. I believe it's an N55 motor is what it is. Mm. If I'm not mistaken, N55, N54. But uh, the car runs super hot with the tune. So you know, I'm reading all this stuff online about these guys, and we get the tune on it. And, dude, I hop out on the road, and this car, no joke, is probably a sub-four-second car with a tune on it. So then we go right to Shell gas station, which – no plug for Shell, but if you're going to run hot gas, you want to buy from Shell. 93 octane, and then upon this dude's advice, I go right over and fill the rest of it up with the 85, dump a bottle octane booster out. I go get on the Waterson and just peg it, and I am absolutely flying. Isn't that something? Yeah, I mean, well, I'm going 135 wow. out of nowhere. and mm-hmm. uh, So, yeah, it, only if we're playing around on our own terms do we run specific types of blends. I got you. For sure. How about that? Wow. Uh, now... Uh, all the cars that you have here, do you ever take them to little shows, car shows? Or? Yeah, so uh, a good buddy of mine, Bill Green, runs a local group called Exotic Cars and Coffee, which is pretty appropriately named. And where do but they meet, I'm sorry? All over the place. Okay. So he has a great following on Facebook. Go follow him at Exotic Cars Coffee Louisville. Uh, Bill Green is the admin. He's a great local brand ambassador for the car scene in general, and uh, he keeps a nice, safe environment. Uh, it's the best group uh anywhere in the region and there's some really stunner cars that come out to these events mm-hmm. and uh i would invite everyone to come check out our cars and others by just following the posted uh, meet times on exotic cars and coffee in louisville gotcha very good now there <clears throat> is a car and you may have seen it in louisville since you're in those circles uh that uh, i saw it at captain's quarters one evening and it is a it's a porsche 911 but it's painted like the general lee have you seen that car or do you know about that car? I know about that car. Okay. Yeah. I, I, I don't know the guy that owns it personally, but hats off to him. I mean, it, <laughs> it is. And uh, my wife and I, we were at Captain's Quarters for dinner and walked out in the parking lot. We were getting in our car, and, it, and he had it parked in the back. And he, you see the orange, and that's like. I mean, did it have the 01 on it, oh, too? Oh, yeah. Oh, it's wow. The flag on the top. Okay. And oh, the okay. The 01, I mean, it was. A it's Porsche, full, yeah, generally. It's, it's full paint job, generally. Das generally, or is it just full generally? Oh, gosh. I, I, Dos I, you know, it's you got to have a great sense of humor to put a paint job uh, well, like that on a That's on a exactly Porsche. my point. Yeah. Like, <laughs> wow. The guy's probably pretty chill if he's just wanting to be like, go over to the paint job and be like, so what do you want to do to it, sir? He's like, I'm looking for the generally. And you're like, no, no, for the Porsche. Yeah, exactly. I want mm-hmm. the General Lee. He's like, really? <laughs> okay, sure. Side us. I mean, you know, you never know what you're going to get, man. I, I service this one Lambo that's naturally white. And last time I go to pick it up from the guy's house, I open up the garage and it's just Mylar gold. Just gold, gold. And I was like, is this the same car? He's like, oh, yeah, I just wrapped it bright gold. I mean, dude's super smart, super sweet guy. And his 
maybe early 80s now, late 70s. You wouldn't expect him to be at, in the Mylar Gold Lambo. But, <laughs> again, right. more power to him. Like, this, you know, mm-hmm. that's an awesome car. Wow. The things you see around town, I, I've, I've been out Brickner's Lane area here to a Home Depot, walk out, and the guy's got uh, – took the convertible down on his Lamborghini. It was orange. And he has lumber in the passenger seat hanging out the back. Put the, put the seatbelt on it and said, all right, I'm going to finish my finish working on the deck here. I brought, the, of course, the best uh, vehicle to haul lumber in a Lamborghini. Duty calls. That's right. <laughs> I mean, they they did make tractors, so I guess it. Yeah, that's right. They did. Started out as a tractor company. That's right. You know, <laughs> it, yeah. <laughs> there was one night we were at the Speed Museum, and we had the Rolls Royce and a Lamborghini out. And we were all going to this big after party afterwards, and it was a, a fashion show. It was a speed ball. I can't remember. It was a speed event. But So I've got a bunch of folks that wanted to roll together with us to the party in the Rolls Royce. We got like eight people in the Rolls Royce. We got like three people deep in a Lambo, which is obviously double stacked. We're going like four <laughs> blocks away. Well, we make it two blocks away, and my phone rings. And the, the people in the Rolls Royce are like, hey, we're hungry. Can we go to Taco Bell real quick? And I'm like, wait, we just... What do you mean? Go to sure. Let's go to Taco Bell, I guess. So we roll over to Taco Bell, and there's this Rolls Royce and a Lambo, and we're all in tuxes, and they were sitting inside, ordering one at a time. You know, like a number three with extra side of this. You know, uh, so you know, not the best utility of a car to go to Taco Bell in, <laughs> but you never know where you're going to end up. Sometimes, yeah. uh, so the cars are along for the ride on, on occasion. Which... And, and I'm sure the people who delivered the uh, the food was like, oh, hey, this is. Pretty cool. I don't see oh, there these. Were, there were all kinds of stuff that we, that people were tagging and things oh, online. Sure. That, you know, like yep. oh my gosh, like a Taco Bell's popping right now. Yeah. Oh, that's. Yeah, it was the one down by campus too. So the kids are just. Oh, they're probably going. Yeah, going they're nuts. all over it. Yeah. Now, do you do any modifications to these cars when you get them? I know you say some of them you've you've gone down to you know Florida, Georgia to pick up. I mean, are you are they pretty much turnkey as expected, or I do hope you, so? Okay, gotcha. Yeah. <laughs> you know, when I'm going to a place to get a car, I'm expecting to roll it home for the most part. Mm-hmm. I'm going back down uh, in a couple weeks, pick up a Ferrari California and a Dodge Charger that I bought. So I'll pick up one in Tampa, one in uh, uh, Pompano Beach, and I'll be down there. I bought a boat as well uh, on that same trip, and so I got to get the boat in the water, get it ready, and I'm bringing it all back to Louisville. Nice. Okay. So. Uh, yeah, man. Sometimes it is. Sometimes it isn't. If it isn't, you got to figure it out. It, uh, you know, there's always little stuff to do, but for the most part, things are pretty ready. By the time I make that decision, I'm researching enough to know what I'm getting into. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. So I don't run across a lot of surprises, but occasionally you do run across some surprises. Yeah. And dude, I've driven cars all across the country from corner to corner. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's so. neat. That really is. Um, how long do you keep your cars? In service, in other words, uh, you know, do you buy them six months, rent them out after six months? Do you do you sell them, or do you continue to generate the rental uh, revenue on them? You know, I have a, 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 an individual relationship with every car, right? Mm-hmm. And it's based off how it treats me. Right. Some, <laughs> some of these cars treat me great. Some of these cars aggravate me. Mm-hmm. So you know, the ones that are aggravating are more than uh, more than often than not ones that don't stick around too long. But the ones that treat us well, low low maintenance good rental return uh you know easy on the street mm-hmm. those are the other ones that i'm hard to get rid of that's right know? so uh but we also got to keep a fresh face with, with people too so i try to gauge the time and the place that makes the most sense for me to let a car go and honestly when you're renting cars to public it's kind of like you're giving everybody a test drive right so they come back in they're like 
So how much is this saying? He's like, well, if you sit down, I can work up some payments for you. You know, we'll, we'll, we'll close the whole deal right there. We'll make it happen. Yeah. Uh, but you never know. Like the Continental Speed I actually sold to a good buddy of mine uh, who has a neighboring business to my car lot. And I had that car home three days, and I rented it all three days and sold it on the fourth day. <laughs> oh, nice. So that car left prematurely, man. Actually, you know, I'm, I'm a little sad I don't have it, you know. Uh, and and we, we still rent it. Uh, it's 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 just it's not my personal vehicle anymore because I sold it to this guy. He's like, oh, I'll keep it in the fleet, and you know we'll we'll service it, and make it nice, and it'll be ready for everybody that wants to use it. We rented it a few times uh, last week after he bought it. Um, so anyway, you know sometimes they come and go too quick. Sometimes they hang around a little too long. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You start looking at me like, shouldn't you be going somewhere? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> gotcha. There you go. So if there's that one car, that one car that you gotta have, that you want to have, that's you can't get that you want what is that car when you say can't get can't get because you, there's none available or, or couldn't obtain it because we're not multiple you know. yeah just so difficult to get that it's it's your favorite car it's it's or not your favorite car but it's it's that that car that you want the most the vintage ferraris definitely um have an appeal to me you know they're increasingly out of my price range the closer I feel like I'm getting to be able to buy one, the more expensive they get all the same. <laughs> all right. So I don't think I'm getting any closer. Uh, you know, but some of these old 60s Ferraris, uh, these small block V12s, they just, you know, they have yeah. these leather strap seats and the wood steering wheels. You know, someone was just sitting there sanding away on that thing and, you know, lacquering it up uh, one by one at some factory in Italy. And... If you can find one, they're astonishingly expensive. If you can afford to drive it, because most people who buy these don't even drive them. They just literally use them as investment tools or, or collector's pieces. If you ever get a chance to drive one of these things, and I have in a split second, and it was just as fast gone, but it's there's no amount of money. I mean, you, you could charge whatever you wanted to, and someone would pay it because it's just that nostalgic. You know, you just want to, you know, dress the part you want to feel the part you want to take the darn thing over to sicily and drive it on the roads because mm-hmm. you want all the aspects of that experience but the the way the motor sounds the way that car looks it's just timeless and and, and you know it's like clint eastwood it just got better with age you know gotcha. what i mean it, it, it really did so i would i'd love to have one of those at some point nice wouldn't we all yeah absolutely um, any closing comments anything I appreciate the opportunity to chat with you guys about cars. It's obviously a passion of ours. It's a hobby as well uh, that grew into a business. And, you know, just keep us in mind. We, uh, we we service all makes and models. We have a retail dealership at Hikes Lane in Barstown Road here in Louisville, Kentucky, Hikes Lane Auto Sales. We service vehicles uh, through Derby City Dream Cars for the general public. So if you have a car that's having trouble getting worked on anywhere else we definitely would love to welcome that business as well so all the same you know we're young people and we're trying to get more customers and we'd love it if people come check us out and uh, see what we're doing and that website again is derbycitydreamcars.com derbycitydreamcars.com well jason smith thank you so much for joining us here today and uh, be sure to like and review us on facebook at classic car corner podcast and thanks for listening